Hello friends and welcome to the Enrol More Students podcast. I'm so excited to have a special guest, Robin Paris, joining us on the podcast today. Robin is the Director of Prodigy Performing Arts in Sydney. She is the Director of the Sydney Roosters Cheer Squad and she is also the founder of the Dance Apprentice Program, a new program that helps you train and develop your own students from within your studio into confident teachers. Robin and I first met uh, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, we were first introduced by a mutual friend. She does a phenomenal things in all of her businesses and she is has some amazing tips for you today. Robin's also a part of our Dance Principles United tribe um, and we love having her as a member of the tribe. Today um, in our chat, we're chatting about not only the Dance Apprentice, but some great actionable tips and tricks that you can use inside your business to train your junior staff to become the best, most confident teachers they can be. I hope you get so much out of this chat. If you want to learn more about Robin, check out her website, thedanceapprentice.com.au. Hello and welcome to the Enrol More Students podcast. I'm your host, Amanda from Raise the Bar. I'm absolutely passionate about helping children's activity business owners earn more money and build the business of their dreams. So join me as we discuss all the ways that you can help enrol more students into your program today. Hi, Robin. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on today. So, so exciting. So do you want to tell me um, a little bit about your studio and how you got into dance studio owner life? Sure. So my story, obviously, I danced my whole life. um, And then I actually graduated from um, university. Uh, And in my last year of teaching, I decided I wanted to open up my studio and merge my passions of teaching and dance. So um, I was juggling uni and opening a studio all at the same time. And then when I graduated uni, I had a full-time job to go into, which was my studio. Uh, So that's how I fell into that. I, I really wanted to make sure that I had uh, a career that I was super passionate about and um, I absolutely love what I do now Um, and then that's how my studio was born and this is uh, my 13th year now running my school. Oh my gosh 13 years and you're up in uh, southwestern Sydney is that right? We are southwestern Sydney just in Smeaton Grange there so yeah, perfect. It's a growing area. So such a good area. So so good. So what do you absolutely love about your studio? What are you passionate about? What lights you up inside your business? Uh definitely I still teach, believe it or not. Uh even though I'm super busy, I still put aside some hours um in my schedule to teach. I find that that is where my absolute passion lies. I love educating and passing on my knowledge to my students and it's the energy that they give back to me that lights me up. Just Aww. seeing their faces and how excited they are and how bubbly and energetic they are, that just lifts my spirits every day. Amazing. So your studio is quite big, isn't it? Yes. I would say we're a uh, yeah, medium to, to large studio. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So how many hours are you still teaching? <laughs> um, I'm doing probably almost 10 hours a week. Yeah, so. awesome. That's a good amount because there's still enough That's time for admin and not too much that there's too much prep involved, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've, I've still got to do a little bit of prep with my seniors mm-hmm. because I need to keep them on their toes. Of course. But 
other than that, no, I'm still, I'm still loving it and I still want to try and stick to it as much as I can. Amazing. Um, and as your studio's grown, I guess um, you've changed your role inside the business as most of us have. So do you still do all the admin? Um, you're obviously only doing a small portion of the teaching. Um, what do you do on a day-to-day basis inside your studio at the moment? So I'm definitely still doing a lot of the administration. Mm-hmm. I've um, hired a studio manager to definitely take on a bigger role, obviously, because it was all, it was getting it was getting too busy for me to be able to manage, you know, the marketing, put on the marketing hat, put on the conflict resolution hat, put on the preschool manager hat. So it was getting too busy for me to do that. So I essentially just employed a manager to help me with all of the the parent uh, inquiries and things like that. Awesome. I've also um, got a preschool manager who uh, manages our preschool sector. So I'm essentially doing the whole operations, the hiring, um, implementing programs, making sure all the lesson plans and everything is uh, up to standard and progressing our students. Amazing, amazing. So we all have the things that we love about our business, but what about the things that you just hate doing it or you struggle, okay. maybe what you struggle with. <laughs> uh, struggle with is uh, a couple of things is a, my marketing, but I have found obviously the tribe has helped me with my Facebook side oh, of things, which has been amazing. Um, and secondly is uh, staff yeah. is getting um, the perfect staff that match, you know, your studio core values and align with what you believe in. So I have found that that's, been the struggle and I feel that that's something that you know I've gotten better at now um I think it's a huge problem for every business owner (laughs) I think staff is such a it it can be uh so emotional as well as much as you try for it not to be because you get so invested in your staff and in your teachers and you want them to be amazing um and it can be hard training those right staff I guess absolutely um I, I agree. It is definitely can be a, a very big emotional roller coaster, and I think you're right in terms of you know you do invest so much into them, but it's also you're so passionate and you invest so much into your studio that you yeah. want it to run the way that you know you had intended it to run and operate. So if something you know or someone pops in and and doesn't align with that, it really can be quite overwhelming and and an emotional. Yeah, stressor, I, I guess. Um, but that's obviously how I came about with the Dance Apprentice is because I wanted to eliminate having to go through that as yeah, a studio owner. most definitely. So you found your solution is bringing junior teachers through the ranks and training them through your Dance Apprentice program. Is that right? Excuse me. Abs- absolutely. So um, pretty much all of my staff, are teachers I've trained from young, which is great. I do have some senior teachers that have come in, um, but I put them through a very stringent, um, you know, interview and trial process to ensure that they're the right staff. Mm -hmm. But other than that, yes, I've trained pretty much the majority, um, 70% to 80% of my staff uh, have been with me for a long time. And since you've kind of developed that and um, changed that way of thinking to having more uh, of teachers that have come through and been with you for a long period of time, has that um, made studio owner life easier? Is it, um, do you find that uh, they're better teachers? What do you find? Absolutely. So, 
let's just say I'm not getting nine o'clock phone calls at night anymore from parents, <laughs> so <complaining nice>. about, <laughs> which is great. And I'm not waking up to emails with complaints about teachers. So in that area, absolutely has made my life easier because they know exactly how we do things at the school. They've been there since they were five years old. Yeah. So they know exactly how I want things done um, from them. And then I was able to put them through the processes of, you know, this course, which um, before I had online, I had everything, um, you know, in the studio, yeah. I would present all of my work to them um, and how I want things done, policies, procedures, how we present feedback, teaching strategies, behaviour management strategies, all those things, I would train them through very, very, very stringently and make sure that they are aware of it. Um, and, yeah, I, I have I, I normally train them for about three or four years. Yeah. Um, and then I put them on their own classes and amazing. they are confident and amazing that's so so good and I know um, I have about 90% of my teachers um, are ex-students as well and since I've done that you know and obviously that it takes time it's not something that just magically happens overnight and um, we've both had our studios for a long time but um, I'm so much more comfortable with them as uh, teachers Um, I feel safe and confident to go home early at night leave them in charge I know that they're doing an amazing job I know that they um, have the same belief system as me. I know they value the same things. Um, and I know that they care about my business and I know they care about the students because they were those students. Absolutely. And that's the thing too that we focus on is you were one of those students one day. Um, and that is it just changes the mindset of how they come into the classroom and we want to give our students that amazing experience when they're in there. And the absolute most amazing thing with having teachers, like you said, who are aligned with you and, and know your values and continue to, to build that is they come to me and say, can we implement a Halloween event in the studio? Amazing. Um, you know, things like that. Can I please, um, is it okay if I present a sticker chart in my petite's class and do a treasure chest box? And then they, you know, is this a good way that we could, develop classroom management and they're coming to me with these things after what I've done to train them and it makes me really proud because it makes a huge difference knowing that they're literally taking initiative to want to better their classes and add so much value to your studio by doing that as well. Yeah, for sure. That is absolutely amazing. So when we're talking about junior teachers, what kind of age do you generally start training these junior teachers at? Um, I would say 14 to 15 years yep. old um, and then that gives them that three three to four years before you can put them on the class on their own, own at 18. Yeah, most so that's, definitely. So that's the age that I suggest. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So I know what typically happens in a lot of dance, studio, uh, dance studios, I guess, um, everywhere is that they just pick um, good dancers, I guess, um, and people that are, you know, those fantastic frontline dancers they, you know, sometimes just let them assist on a class for a year, even less, and then they just plonk them in front of a class and say, awesome, this is your class now, go and teach. And what we find is just because someone's a good dancer does not make them a good teacher, does not mean they understand uh, what should be taught um, for junior students, doesn't mean they understand behaviour management, um, so many things. So I guess how do you make sure they're trained properly? What's involved in your training process? 
So our training process is an eight module course. Mm. So they have to go through every module and in each within each module, it is all dance studio relevant content. So a lot of it are the teaching aspects is things that I have learned uh, while I was at university. And obviously I've been teaching for 20 years. So I've been able to get a lot of, you know, experience as well um, and apply it. So, um, you know, module one, for example, it works through your studio policies and procedures. So the whole, the, the good thing about the course is the content is there. It just needs to be applied to your studio. Um, it's not a cookie cutter course. It's something that you can easily apply. And that's how your teachers are always learning about you and your school and your values. Mm. So they're learning about your policies and procedures, injury management, injury prevention. What happens if a student was to get injured in your studio? Do the assistants know how to manage that? Um, so they learn all of that throughout the course. Um, they also learn about um, anatomy and physiology. So we oh, tap amazing. into, yeah, it's, it's really, really great. Mm. Um, they learn about safe stretching and the types of stretches. Um, and then they learn about the obviously the anatomy and physiology, so the musculoskeletal system and things like that. Module three, we talk about inclusivity and diversity, which is a huge module because it obviously brings in those things that you want as a studio owner and how to create the most inclusive classroom that's possible and not have teachers who just put their favorites at the front. Oh, like yes. So, <laughs> yeah, which is a big thing. So yes. it really helps them look from the outside, um, you know, how can we make the classroom run quicker? If you're doing things from the corner, what kind of strategies can you use to make sure the classes are staying engaged? Um, module four is always my favourite module. It's your teaching strategies, behaviour management strategies, um, teaching to the three learning styles. Not everyone is a visual learner. Some are auditory learners, some are kinesthetic. So it's important yeah. that they know how to teach to those three styles. We also teach how to provide effective feedback. Yeah. Um, which is really important and how to communicate effectively with each age group that you teach. So how do you change your pitch, your tone, your voice to talk to those different age groups that you teach? Um, module five is all about lesson planning and giving the, giving your teachers the tools to be able to lesson plan over the course of, you know, a year or a term. So they're constantly progressing your students and not staying stagnant. Mm. Um, we do a whole unit on choreography where they have to uh, obviously learn about choreography, but choreograph their own piece. Mm. Module seven is all about studio culture, which is what I love. You know, what are the rules surrounding social media and your students and parents? Um, what are your studio core values? Um, respecting your boss and working well with other people. So all of that is in it. Um, and then the module eight, they have to do practical teaching hours as well so that Amazing. they're being hands-on. That sounds absolutely phenomenal. That is like <laughs> has so much, you know, I wish I had been able to do something like that you know, when I started learning to teach, you know, 20 whatever years ago it was. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible. I feel like um, so often when we're um, training, I guess, in inverted commas, um, our teachers and I guess traditionally, we talk about choreography a lot um, for sure, but then a lot of those other things um, go out the window, I guess. Absolutely. And I feel uh, sometimes uh, when we select uh, students who we feel would be really good assistant teachers. Um, it's it's a matter of, oh, great, I'm an assistant teacher. I get to stand next to my head teacher and help with the warm-up and I'm not really sure what else to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, whereas there is a whole world of roles and responsibilities that you take on mm -hmm. as a teacher. 
Um, and even if that is being an assistant teacher and it's learning how to take initiative in certain situations as well. And we work through that in the course is, you know, if the head teacher has to run out or deal with something, what could the assistant teacher do to essentially help out in that situation or jump in and yeah. be able to be that leader in the classroom that they need to be? Amazing. That Sorry. sounds so, so great <laughs> that they get such, um, I guess, a diverse range of skills as well. Like even you were saying about uh, learning how to be a good employee, basically, um, yes. which is so important, regardless if those kids go on to be dance teachers forever or move into other um, industries. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And I always say it, you know, we train you for life um, and life skills mm. as well. You know, even how to build um, really good relationships. Uh, with your students, appropriate and yes. safe relationships with your students. How how do you build those with your kids? Um, and it goes into the same with the people that you work with. How do you build those really good relationships with the teacher next door to make sure that you're working well as a team? So, you know, the course is great in that aspect as oh. well because it does teach life skills. So, so amazing. Um, and I guess, you know, how there, there obviously is a big part of it that's about um, – you know, the junior teachers be knowing the um, policies and procedures, um, how everything works in your studio. And I find um, with quite a lot of uh, dance studios that the teachers, um, even head teachers, even senior teachers, they come in, they teach, but they don't know what's going on in, in the other rooms. They don't know what goes on in the admin. They don't know um, what the studio um, is all about. Um, and, you know, I think that that's such an important part of it and that's what makes really committed, engaged teachers that are going to stay for a lot longer period of time, I guess. A hundred percent agree with you on that. Um, I'm very big on, um, you know, team meetings, as you know, yeah. um, and, and valuing my staff. I love that because when your staff feel valued, they're going to step up and they're going to take more initiative and they really do want to be there for you. They, they genuinely not just coming to teach, make money and go. They yeah. genuinely want to be there. Um, and I find that that changes the whole culture and vibe of the school when you have staff who are so genuine and, and have that passion that you do as well. Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess know what goes on and, and what's involved in getting the child into the class and um, rather than just rocking up, walking into their studio, closing the door, not knowing <laughs> yeah. what else is happening behind the scenes. or And it can make them such a better teacher as well, knowing uh, why that child's there, what the studio is about, what's happening in the um, child's other classes. You know, all of that um, makes a much more holistic approach to teaching, I guess. I 100% agree mm -hmm. with that. And knowing, you know, if, say, a student came in, like I said, they're doing a jazz class, it's good to know if they're taking a ballet class mm. or if they're taking another class um, because then they can suggest that to the parents as well and say, Sally's doing an amazing job in my jazz class. I noticed she takes ballet, but I also think to benefit her, she could take an acrobatics class or, yeah. or whatever it is, you know, knowing what they're doing and wanting to progress those students in the right direction makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you're teaching uh your junior staff that from such a young age. Um, so how do you spot and identify um, talent in junior teachers? I guess we were talking about it's not just that frontline dancer, but how do you find uh, these kids, I guess? So um, it's funny because this is the one question that comes up a lot mm. um, when I discuss this with studio owners. They always ask me, 
do I pick the student teachers or do I ask them? Yeah. So I always find that this is that kind of question um, and I, I believe it's also, you know, principle, um, your gut instinct as well, what yeah. you really believe is right. I, I have picked a lot of my teachers that I currently have now and the way that I've picked them is basically or based on and I can tell you now then they're, they're not, some of them are the front centre dancers but some of them are not. Yeah. Um, it's the way that I see them in the waiting room with the junior kids when they come out of class. Those junior kids look up to the senior dancers. They want to be them when they grow up. For sure. um, and I really, I, I'm very vigilant in that aspect. I have a look at how those, you know, 15-year-olds are when they are around the juniors. Are they helping um, them change shoes? Are they, you know, interacting with them? Are they building nice relationships with them? And then when I see that, I think, oh, they'd be amazing in the classroom. Yeah. They're taking initiative. Yeah. They genuinely care about the kids coming through. Um, and then I'll ask them to take on, um, you know, a class. But there are also aspects as well where, you know, I've run the dance apprentice in the studio and I've said who would like to be an assistant teacher. Mm-hmm. And I always mention very clearly that, you know, employment is not guaranteed. Yeah, that was going to be my next start. question. Yeah. Yeah. it's And if I when I offer the course, I make that very clear. It's not guaranteed, but, um, you know, look at the life skills you can learn through this. Yes. Look at what you can learn throughout this. And they might not essentially be on a class after their first year, but they could be after their second year and really learn and grow and grow that confidence to be able to be a leader. Amazing. That's so, so good. So um, these junior teachers, uh, when they're going through the Dance Apprentice Program in your studio, how many hours are they kind of putting towards this each week and what kind of is required from them? Is it just a one-year program throughout the year? Yep. So our original Dance Apprentice course is a one-year one year program. Mm-hmm. So basically they have to do uh, one class a week that's dedicated just for the Dance Apprentice training mm-hmm. um, because a lot of their assignments, um, they have to relate back to the class that they're teaching. Yep. So, for example, they have to write lesson plans that relate to their class. They have to teach um, a warm up and stretch that relates to the class. So all those things are done in that one class. And then in terms of their theory component, they meet. I meet with them um, in the school holidays. So every studio can do this differently. Mm. Um, you know, they could do it one hour a week, or I know some schools are doing one hour a week on a Friday, um, and some are doing Saturday intensive. So they're doing like two Saturday intensives a term. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. So for me personally, though, I do school holiday intensives. So. Mm. I'll do five hours in January and I'll do two modules in January. Then we go to the April school holidays and I'll do another two modules. Um, And then obviously June, another two modules and then October. So that's how we go through it. Um, And that gives kids, you know, 10 weeks to hand in two modules worth of assignments for each term. So it doesn't take over their school life either. Which is a lot. You know, you don't want it to be too much for them when they're already probably dancing quite a few hours. Um, as well as, you know, everything else that they've got going on in their life. So you meet with them in the school holidays, you do like a day, you go through all the content, then they have to return assignments over the term. Is that right? Over the term, yeah. So I set dates over the term and they have to have their date, their assignments handed in. So, for example, I'll say, all right, week five, term one, module one is due. Yeah. Uh, Week 10, term one, module two is due. Amazing. Um, it gives them that time and it breaks it up a little bit for them as well. Awesome. And so at the end of that one year, um, what happens if they're not ready to have a class? Do they just keep assisting? Um, Do they give it up? What happens from there? 
um, if you believe in them and they're passionate, like they genuinely want to be there, I feel that you could persist with those teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would keep them on and then we are launching our 2.0 course. So I would put them through that as well so that they're continuously training. Amazing. And getting all the knowledge. I think sometimes too it's a confidence thing. Yes, sometimes so they're the just more not that, mature enough or confident enough. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yeah. And that's why I always say that later that you start them, around that 15, 14, 15-year-old 15 age is because it is about maturity and, and understanding responsibility. Mm. So would you ever give a class to um, a 15-year-old that had done one year at um, Dance Apprentice Program so that then they're 16 and having their own class or do you feel that that's too young? Uh, good question. Let's just say some of our 16-year-olds could be a lot more mature than some of our 20 year olds <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's an individual person thing for sure. Like, it absolutely. Yeah. And, and I know some teachers have said to me, my 13-year-olds are more mature than some of my 16-year-olds, and I get that. I <laughs> yeah. totally understand that. Um, I would basically, I, would, I wouldn't put them on their class yet. Yes. And the reason is that I would I would be training them absolutely to my absolute fullest potential before I left them. I still don't feel a 16-year-old would have, you know, if a parent was to come in and approach them, I still don't feel like that maturity level is there yet to be able to handle that. Yes, that's, um, that's the harder bit rather than just having the good, yeah. perfect children in the class. It's what happens when something goes exactly. wrong. Yeah, And that's what our 2.0 course is all about. Mm. It, it, it moves into that direction of, parent confrontation and communicate. Yeah. There's a whole module just on communication. Yes. How do you communicate with parents? Yes. What happens if one comes in angry at you because you put Sally at the front and not her daughter? Yeah. Um, there's that whole other aspect of teaching. Yes. That um, requires a bit more maturity than just the perfect class that's just running perfectly and just teaching the choreography. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So do you pay um, your junior teachers while they're going through the Dance Apprentice Program? Um, I know that's a big question for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, that is a huge – that's mm. the, probably the one question that I get asked at the end of every meeting that yes. I go through. How <laughs> do I pay them? I don't pay them if they're studying the Dance Apprentice. So – for example, I have a couple of teachers who are doing the dance apprentice at the moment, but I've, that are doing like three classes, right? Yes. So, for example, the one class that I tell them that they're doing the dance apprentice, they don't get paid for that. Yeah. Because it's training. Mm-hmm. If I need them to jump on an acro class or um, a jazz junior jazz class, because there's a lot of kids, I'll pay them for that okay. because that's and that's still part assisting. Of their... They still get paid assisting. for assisting oh, yeah. that class. Yeah. yeah. They pay, and I think it's. Um, you know, we pay them by the award wage. So yes. I think $13.80 or something yes. like that off memory. Um, but, yeah, anything that they're doing that is part of their study, I don't pay them. Mm-hmm. And how does that go down with the parents? Does that sit well? How do you question. explain it? <laughs> okay, this is how I explain it. I'm yeah. quite ruthless in this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I went to uni, I had to do 30 weeks of um, practical teaching for yes. free. That's, uh, I'm learning I want to learn. I want to be a teacher. I'm I'm doing this course, and this is what comes with it. Yeah, it's like sure. if you're a, if you're a nurse as well, you've got to do thousands of hours of teaching. Uh, you know, nursing for free. It's all part of it. It's all part of that practical, hands-on side of it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I've had um, parents a long time ago um, in the past, but you know, say that I was taking advantage of their child. Um, when they've paid me so much money. And I guess that's a really hard confrontation to have, to show that you're providing value and not just, I guess, taking advantage and getting free labour from children. 
Absolutely. And that's, I'm very, very upfront yeah. with that. You know, that's A, employment's not guaranteed and B, whatever you do as part of this course is not paid. Yeah. This is you learning and wanting to genuinely be there. Um, and I feel, I'm not sure if it's the same in your school as well, but sometimes if it's, if these kids are just all about wanting to get paid, wanting to get paid, wanting to get paid, it's not the teacher life. Yeah. How many times have we stayed back for half an hour, an hour after class to, to assist a student because they can't pick up choreography or, yeah, for sure. you know, you ge- you genu- it's, it's got to be something that you genuinely love and, and are passionate about is seeing kids grow. Mm-hmm. So I've never had any of my teachers say, well, I had to stay back and help Sally um, because she couldn't pick up the choreography and I want to be paid that hour. Yes. They've never asked me that. They are so happy to just stay back and help the students mm. and, and help them feel more confident with the choreography and things like that. Because they're so, so passionate about what they do, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that's really comes into while, yes, we can train them, have a look at that other aspect of it. Are they there just to get paid? Mm. And I think that that's the big difference because – um, when I had this confrontation um, with a parent, and it's very fresh in my mind, I actually ran into my parent <laughs> down the street the other day, like ex, because the child's grown, no longer a child and grown up. Um, and, you know, it was probably 10 years ago, and we didn't have a formal um, program in place. So I can see how outside looking in, she felt that her daughter was just you know, doing free work basically. But I guess that's the difference when you have a program like Dance Apprentice in place where the parents can see they're going through modules, you're marking assignments um, and they're learning skills just like they would at uni, in nursing, whatever it is, I guess. Yep, absolutely. I think that's a really important thing. When the parents see what value the students get Mm. out of this, it changes their perspective. For sure. Um, And... I know the other day um, I posted on our page about what pause did as part of their culture assignment. Mm. Like those kids baked like 300 or something cookies. Great for their kids. Stu- for their stu- <laughs> amazing kids. And these are the kids you want. These are the, ass- the sure. assistant teachers you want. Um, because they were that excited about doing this thing. Mm. None, of, none of them asked to be paid for their time to sit and bake cookies. They genuinely were so excited to go, great. We're returning. What can we do? They decorated their backdrop, their photo backdrop. Oh, they baked cookies. Um, I know one of the students made little tags to say "Welcome back, pause family" and attach them to the cookies. Oh. Like, you know, and that would have taken so much time. Yeah, but they're obviously but they gen- invested in the studio, in their teaching yes, training. Yeah, absolutely. Like they want to be there, and mm. when the parents see that, you can't. You know, the money. It's priceless For essentially sure. because. Look at those skills they're learning just there. Even if they don't want to be dance teachers, mm. they could open up a cookie business. For sure. Or any, it doesn't matter what job it was, you know, you just know, having like, that initiative is amazing. Like, you know, to want to do something on your own um, accord is just amazing for them. Oh, 100%, 100%. So, mm. you know, the parents, when they look back and go, wow, look at what my child has achieved in this time. Mm they have a totally different perspective they actually learn something and I can see that. Yeah, for sure. I just lost you there for a second, but, you know, um, it was that, yeah, they've actually learned something that they've learned so much throughout doing this program. That is so, so incredible. So um, can I ask how many kids do you have that you're putting through the Dance Apprentice program at the moment? 
I have nine at the moment. Yeah, at your studio. Is that so pretty? Is that pretty normal? Yeah, that's about normal. Mm. Um, and that, that's you know parents who are willing to also pay for the course as well, because yeah. um, it does take a lot of time yes. for us to deliver and, and mark the work. Um, so yeah, the parents are happy to pay it. So you charge um, the students uh, to be part of the course, just like if they were paying to go to uni or TAFE or anything else. Yep. 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 Amazing. Absolutely. So, so good. So out of those nine, like, you know, how many would normally get a teaching role from that? I'd say probably four. Yeah. Okay. And obviously it depends on what you've got in terms of vacancies and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And the busier we get, and, and this is another thing, you know, I always say you as the teacher have to keep these kids in the, in the room. Sure. You know, like I'm doing all this marketing. Are you going to keep the kids in the room? Yeah. What are you, what, what, you know, what are you going to do to keep these students as a teacher mm-hmm. engaged, learning, loving it? That's your job. Mm. I'm, I'm giving you all the tools, all the knowledge that you need. Now I want you to implement that in your classroom. Amazing. So the busier we get, the more jobs you can have. <laughs> sure, for sure. I'm all about that with my staff as well. So if there's studio owners that are listening and they're interested in implementing a program uh, like Dance Apprentice in their studio, how can they get in contact with you um, and how can they learn more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, just our website is um, www.thedanceapprentice.com.au. Um, on there, you'll be able to see the courses that we have on offer. Um, we're about to launch our 2.0 course, which is also amazing for teachers who have possibly been teaching for a while but who want to upskill. Mm. So it's really, really good for teachers who want to upskill or for students who have done the 1.0 and then want to continue their training. Um, so all those details will for 2.0 will come out soon, but we also have um, everything that is included in the Dance Apprentice um, original course on the website. Um, book a meeting with me and I'm happy to even show you you um how the course is and what's included in the course and how you can deliver that best for your school that sounds incredible i'm actually really interested in putting um some of my you know like 19 year old teachers through the 2.0 course because i think that um whilst they're great teachers and you know you probably couldn't put them back to you know they've been teaching for a little while by themselves you know something like that 2.0 course that talks about confrontation with parents and a whole heap of other things would be awesome and, the, and it, it is, and like we still tap on teaching strategies and things like that mm. in there, but it really does delve into that extra aspect of teaching such as, you know, communication, um, child protection, health and wellness. There's two amazing anatomy and physiology units. Uh, we look at how muscles work and insertion and origin and all those types of things that, you know, if, if you really want to delve into it, that's definitely a good course to just gain that extra knowledge. Yep. Awesome. So my final question for you is I, when I first looked at the dance apprentice course, I felt like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how I have time to add this other um, program to train more people. You know, everyone's busy. Studio owners are busy, but I've seen that your new college you've released as well. That helps with that. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So we've, um, I had a few studio owners who have um, early at early, well, mid this year, actually, I should say before our lockdown in New South Wales, basically just said, um, absolutely love it. They love delivering it. um, But they feel if they were to get busier, they may not be able to manage 
you know, the marking yes. and the delivery. So we um, implemented or created uh, the Dance Apprentice College, which is where myself and um, some of our collaborators, such as our, um, you know, physiotherapists and things like mm. that, will deliver the modules for you. Amazing. So it's basically um, takes out anything that studio owners would have to do we take care of all the training we take care of all the marking um and we also still provide you with a graduation certificate at the completion of the course and we also keep all studio owners posted with obviously attendance how they're going with it Um, and there are a few things that studio owners have to do which is just provide you know the policies and procedures handbook Mm -hmm. to their staff um, just to help out with assignments and things like that um, but that's it. It's no, that there's no face-to-face delivery. We do it all. We do everything for you. Basically. So there's two options that you can either deliver it yourself um, and, or you can get your team to deliver it for you, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Right. That sounds amazing. I am <laughs> so excited. Um, I love the Dance Apprentice Program. We're getting stuck into it more next year in our studio, which I'm super excited about. But thank you so much for um, giving us some tips on training junior teachers. And yeah, most definitely, if you are interested in learning more, jump on over to the Dance Apprentice website. Thanks so much, Robin. No, thank you so much for having me. I had fun and I hope um, it's helped people have a look at um, their staff aspect from a different point of view and training their juniors up. Amazing. Thanks so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for listening to us on the Enrol More Students podcast. <laughs>